Welcome to 30 Minutes on 91.3 KXCI Tucson. I'm Amanda Schager. On Sunday, August 13th, local community activists organized Tucson March Against White Supremacy and Racism as a response to events in Charlottesville the day before. Tucsonans met at Hotel Congress and then marched to the Islamic Center of Tucson, the African American Student Affairs Center, and the Hillel Foundation. Tucsonans then marched back to the Hotel Congress patio stage for a rally, which is where I caught up with them. Today on 30 Minutes, we'll hear remarks made at Tucson's March Against White Supremacy and Racism. Joel Feynman is the MC. The first speaker is Reverend Owen Chandler of Saguaro Christian Church, followed by Zyra Olivier of Lupe. This is what democracy looks like. That is not what democracy looks like. And until that looks like this, then there is no justice, there is no rest, there is no peace. No justice, no peace. No justice, no peace. No justice, no peace. This is what democracy looks like. Our first speaker, our first speaker is Reverend Owen Chandler. Reverend Chandler is the leader of a community of faith on the east side of Tucson Saguaro Christian Church, a church dedicated to the principles of love and inclusion. He's a combat veteran of the war in Iraq. He marches for equality. He marched today for his neighbor. He marched for a world centered on hope, and he marched so that one day his children will not have to march. Please give it up for Reverend Owen Chandler. everybody doing? I imagine at this point many of us are tired, right? We're hot. I'm tired of Tired of many things. But friends, this is not the time to be tired. This is not the time to relax. This is not the time to, to stop. This is your time. This is a time that, that you have been waiting for, that you have been organizing. This is, look at this. This is one day's worth of planning. And so along the way, along this journey that we've been on together tonight, you've gotten to hear stories that have changed my life. We've gotten to hear wisdom from all corners of Tucson. Truly, this is one of the beautiful communities that if anybody can embody the true community, Tucson can. If anybody can embody what it means to love your neighbor, if anybody can embody what it means just to be good people, this is the place to do it. And so I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you. Because tonight's going to give way to tomorrow. And it's going to be easy to slink back into our, our comfortable, numb lives. Resist it. Resist it. Resist it for yourself. Resist it for those that need it. Resist it for everyone. Because, friends, you are the guardians, the stewards of some of the greatest truths in our community. Of justice. Of love of hope. Now, all of those that marched in Charlottesville will seek to tell you that equality is some, so, somehow some sort of zero-sum game. That any time that we invite someone to the table, somehow we have to diminish someone else's role at the table. But friends, that's just not true. 
And don't ever let them tell you that's true. Because we are only stronger. We are only stronger the more that we invite to the table to listen to those stories, to hear the commitments, to hear the truth that emanates from each and every one of your souls. Now, it, it floors me. It floors me when I came back from Iraq and, and saw so much of this happening. It floors me. And so I just encourage you that along this journey, along this struggle, that you don't lose yourself to the things in which you're battling against. Stay centered in love. Amen. Stay centered in hope. Stay centered in the righteousness of the ones that you walk next to. Don't doubt their agendas. Don't doubt their integrity. Because there'll be times whenever you're tired and you will need them to walk. And there are going to be times when they're tired and they're going to need you to walk. So be there for each other. And if we're there for each other, well, then we won't have to keep doing these marches in 10, 15 years when these kids that I'm holding are fighting. Let us fight the fight now. Let us do what is right. Let us confess those things that need to be confessed. Let us, let us claim the, our own ways in which we're complicit in the systems of white supremacy, of racism. And let us do better. Let us always do better. This is your moment. This is our moment. Claim it. Name it. And use it for a redemption, a redemption of the heart of our country. Claim it. Thank you. Give it up for Reverend Chandler and his children. And let us focus for all of the white people in the audience and on this podium today. Let us focus on what Reverend Chandler said. Let us be honest with our complicity in the system of oppression. And let us ask ourselves every day, what can we do better in our community? What can we do better? The next person I'd like to introduce is mi hermana, my sister. My sister from another mother. She is a mother. She's an artist in revolution. She's a revolutionary. She's a revolutionary artist. She is an organizer for Lupe. She is the indomitable, the unincorrigible, the fantastic Zyra Olivier. intro and uh, thank you all for being here I'll be looking down at my phone because that is where my speech is so you'll have to excuse that uh, so to begin thank you all for being here today and for standing in solidarity with our brothers and sisters of Charlottesville Virginia today yes. and for raising your voice against racism fascism and hate now I would like you all to join me. I would like you all to put your fist in the air. We're gonna do a moment of silence for our comrades who were injured yesterday in the horrific events of yesterday. And for uh, a white sister, a white leftist comrade who lost her life standing out up against white supremacy. Moment of silence.
Thank you. Her name was Heather Hayer. Say her name. Heather Hayer. Heather Hayer. Que viva Heather Hayer. Que viva. Now, as one of the most inspiring black revolutionaries, Fred Hampton, once said, you can kill a revolutionary, but you cannot kill the revolution. yesterday in Charlottesville are but another symptom of a deep social, economic, moral, and political crisis. Another symptom of this national crisis is the rise of the Trump administration and its racist, xenophobic, and anti-immigrant rhetoric. This rhetoric has been implemented into hateful, repressive policies which have gutted gutted social spending like education, healthcare, housing, and other social services. And here in Arizona, we are no strangers to this hate. We are ground zero for this type of rhetoric and policy. We saw it first. Anything that happens here first will then be implemented on a grand scale. This, this, this administration and this rhetoric has increased wars and interventions. It has increased and strengthened mass incarceration policies, which have historically been used as a tool for black, brown, and the indigenous oppression and social disenfranchisement. We have seen an increase in the criminalization of immigrants through further militarization of the border, through the increase of border agents, the separation of families, the attacks on dreamers, and through the stripping of human and civil rights at the borders. We are having our brothers and sisters here downtown being tried without process, yeah. without representation. I tell you, I know that wall. I crossed that wall myself. I know what it feels like. I know what it tastes like. And when I came across that wall, we were not thrown in prison back in the 90s. We were just sent right back to where we came from. Now, they have commodified immigrants, and now we are to fill a bed so that a corporation can make some money. Yeah! 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 With this new right-wing with this right-wing offense offensive, which it's not new, we are also seeing a rise of the people's movement. So here we have good news. Right. Where there is oppression, there will be resistance. And we are seeing we are seeing a movement of national liberation. We are seeing the Black Lives Matter movement, the women's movement, the green movement toward a better and more sustainable economy. Uh, the indigenous movement who continue to struggle for control of their territories and resources. And the anti-war movement. Let us not remember that we are bombing seven to what, eight countries at this very moment to, to maybe be added North Korea and Venezuela only because they seek the right to self-determination as independent countries. The common de denominator between these movements that affect us all is a socioeconomic system which puts profit before people and human needs and human rights. This, that's right, power to the people. This system capitalizes not only on the exploitation of other countries, but thrives on their super exploitation and repression of minority groups here, including LGBTQ, Muslim community, women, Latinos, black people, you name it. Because of this rise in resistance, we are not only seeing a rise in state violence, 
in the, but we are seeing in the form of state violence and arrests, police killings, but we are also seeing a pattern in which leftist activists, marches, rallies are being targeted across the country while fascist rallies are being protected and allowed to freely manifest their hate here in our backyard. We saw that here with the February 16th march led by us, by people of color, where we were pepper sprayed. We have elderly women being thrown to the ground by our very own police officers. Let it be known we were on the street for no more than five seconds before we were attacked brutally. We have, uh, and, and we most recently saw that in the Charlottesville where anti-fascists who were standing up for equality and justice were hurt and killed. We saw riot police take a step back and let them all handle themselves. Did you guys see the footage of the torches in the university who surrounded peaceful students and beat them? Beat them. Did you see the police there? Did they get pepper sprayed? Do we see militarization? Do we see occupation? But we saw something different in Ferguson when Black Lives Matter activists rose up. We see something different across the country. And that's right. Right. But to address this issue, we have to tell a full story. We must be well informed and we must think critically and holistically. This system, this system of violence hasn't only been uplifted by the right. It has also been and continues to be created, normalized, and excused by the liberal establishment. Let us remember. Let us remember that Clinton was the godfather of mass incarceration. Welfare reform is killing the black and brown community. Through these policies, we have three strikes, welfare reform, which ruins people's lives. Then we also have Obama, who deported more people than any other president in history, and we weren't out on the street saying this is not okay. Under him, the Department of Homeland Security grew from a really small department to the biggest entity of the country, one of the most powerful departments. And trust me, I wasn't out there either when Obama was the president. We have to take some responsibility for what we allowed to happen. So often we see this oppressive system of violence in the form of austerity measures. What is violence if not poverty? They just, they just got rid of the minimum wage and Minneapolis lowered it by $2. How is not, that not violence? Poverty is traumatic. Most of our country, most of our working class, they are poor, they don't have a future to look forward to. That's austerity measures. The gutting of social security and healthcare is state violence. And the liberal, and the liberal establishment has a lot to play with that. Now, I have to take the moment to say this. Our very own city government here would much rather invest in the further militarization of the police than invest in early childhood education of preschoolers. Strong Start, Strong Start Tucson is gonna be on the ballot and it's for early Strong Start education for all preschool children of Tucson. And the, the establishment, your homies over there, are saying absolutely not. It is not the right time. It is never the right time to help poor people in the eyes of the Democratic establishment. The time is here for us 
the working class, poor people to develop, to develop our own agenda for transformation. We need a people's movement with an uncompromising progressive platform that places human needs before corporate profits at all levels. <laughs> We must continue to demand health care as a human right, <laughs> living wages as a human right, and full, <laughs> and full unionization of the working class, <laughs> tuition-free higher education, and high-quality public education. <laughs> complete freedom, complete freedom and protection of women's rights, no questions asked. nations to self-determination. We are not the police of the world. The end to all deportation and humane and just immigration reform. A sustainable and renewable economy and energy system and an end to mass incarceration, the war on drugs, and we must demand loudly the demilitarization of our police. It's up, for, it's up to us, the people, to create change. We must be united in our resistance and uncompromising in our demands for justice and equality, and no one must be left out. Nobody. I want to end today with a chance by my favorite uh, revolutionary, Asata Shakur. I will say a sentence and you will repeat it. Each time that we do the phrase, you will say it loudly. It is our duty to fight for our freedom. It is our duty to fight for our freedom. It is our duty to win. It is our duty to win. We must love and protect each other. We must love and protect each other. We have nothing to lose but our chains. We have nothing to lose but our chains. It is our duty to fight for our freedom. It is our duty to fight for our to win. We must love each other and support each other. We have nothing to lose but our chains. Nothing to lose but our chains. Thank you. You are listening to Remarks Made on Sunday, August 13th at Tucson's March Against White Supremacy and Racism as a response to events at Charlottesville on 30 Minutes, 91.3 KXCI Tucson. That was Zyra Olivier of Lupe. Up next, we'll hear from MC and co-organizer Joel Feynman, followed by Lynn Hurani of the Islamic Center of Tucson and Najima Rainey of Black Lives Matter. Give it up for Zyra Olivier. Zyra's voice is unique and it's powerful. And sometimes Zyra's voice and Zyra's opinions make me uncomfortable. And when Zyra's voice and when Zyra's opinions make me uncomfortable, I listen even closer. Amen. I pay even more attention. And if Zyra's voice and if Zyra's opinions made you out there uncomfortable, you don't have to agree. We have a democracy, after all, ostensibly, if we can keep it. But we should listen and pay attention, especially to leaders like Zyra. Yeah. And leaders like the next sister coming up, Lynn Hurani is the current treasurer and secretary 
of the Islamic Center of Tucson. For those of you who are not at the front of the march, we were welcomed on the march by Lynn and by her brothers and sisters at the Islamic Center of Tucson. They gave us water, they supported us, and they joined us. So please welcome my Muslim sister, Lynn Hurani. Thank you, Joel, and um, thank you for organizing this uh, rally and march. <laughs> These events are crucial for the betterment of the whole nation. And um, I just want to mention to everybody that when, usually when things happen in the society, the Muslim community starts to look at each other and like, okay, uh, what happened? Who was it? And traditionally, the Muslim community tends to go underground because that is how the majority of Muslims have learned to survive. But I want to tell everybody that when I saw the march come to the Islamic Center of Tucson and we opened the doors, everybody cheered. And we cheered. And we applauded you. And we thanked you with our applause and, our, and we offered water. But the thing that is, I want to let everybody know is that I'm so proud of everybody here tonight because it is, it is not easy to stand up to hate. It is not easy, as I said, to give a voice to the voiceless. And it is not easy to demand the rights of those whose rights have been infringed. What it is easy is to sit back and say, okay, let's all get along and i think the time has come that we have to stand up and address hate in all of its ugly forms because unfortunately people are hurting families are hurting and there are 19 people injured and uh, five of them seriously four critically and we have a death life is precious every life matters and if we do not stand up for each other's rights then there's nothing left there's nothing left and so in conclusion i just want to thank everybody again and i want to tell you how proud i am to be a member of the tucson community seen a group of people who come out for, for the sake of others than I have with the community in Tucson. It's a I'm so proud and I'm so honored to be one of you today. And so I thank you. Thank you, sister. Uh, I was born Jewish, I was bar mitzvahed, so I'm going to screw this up. Sister, I'd like you to correct me if I screw this up, but assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum assalam. Shalom. Shalom. Thank you, sister. I'd like to introduce our next speaker. She is a native Tucsonan, a musician, a mother, an activist, a bon vivant, and a person around town, and even though she didn't send this to me as part of her introduction, I've seen her videos on Facebook. She's a kick-ass singer. Yeah. 
Majima Rainey. So, <laughs> this is so intimidating. Uh, this is more people than I've ever spoken in front of in my entire life. Um, my name is Najima. Uh, I'm a native Tucsonan and I'm a member of Black Lives Matter. When they asked us to be a part of this, at first they asked us to lead it. And I said, this isn't our fight to lead because you need to lead it. White people need to organize it. This is about white supremacy and the privileges that people refuse to give up. I'll be honest, if I have white privilege, I wouldn't want to give it up either. Hey, it's hard to be in the oppressed minority. <laughs> it's not fun. It's grinding. And you're aware of it all the time. And the weight of it. I was invited to go and see a movie a few months ago called I'm Not Your Negro. Um, and I went with my sister and I went with my mother and um, I couldn't make it through the opening credits because the scenes were scenes of brutality against black and brown bodies by militarized police. And it wasn't scenes from 1962. It's from last year, from last month. And the weight of that hit me full force. The truth of that hits me full force when I look at my son. It hits me full force every time I see a video of a black man being killed. It hits me with full force every time I wonder if sending my son or my sister to the corner store is sending them to their deaths. That is, that is for real. As we were marching, there were a bunch of kind of like frat kids sitting on a, on a porch, um, jeering at us and laughing. And I'm, I'm not an emotional person. But it, it broke me down for a second. Because why am I standing here? Why am I standing here telling you that I'm a human being? With all due respect to our Muslim sister who I admire very much, our lives have not mattered in a long time. We have never been considered a part of this country. If your skin is brown, if you're disabled, if you're LBGTQ, AI. If you're anything outside of that mainstream, this country has said your life doesn't matter. I don't care what they do in DC. I am gonna fight for this town. Because you're my community. You said you're 
I'm gonna do it with all of you because you're in my community, but do not think that this is enough. You have got to get in the streets and start fighting. You have got to get in the streets and start fighting because they are bringing this fight to us and it is real. If you ever imagined what you would do with the rise of Nazism in your town, if you had been in Germany in 1942, hey, guess what? That's now! Nazism and fascism are rising. Are you gonna stand up? Are you gonna fight? Are you gonna say not in this town? water when I needed when I just needed kind words that's what this town is that's what this town is and we are fighting for its soul and we are gonna save its soul do not worry about solving the bigger problems we we are just one town We'll worry about those later. Let's solve the problem of who we are as Tucson first. Who are we as Tucson? Are we with the people who take away DACA? Are we with the people who imprison people who are asking just for asylum? Are we with the people who commodify misery? Then it is up to all of us. It is up to all of us to stand up and say no more. No more of this. No more human rights violations. No more violence. No more militarization. And no more abuse of the people. These streets and this town belong to us. These streets and this town belong to us. And they will not take it from us without a fight. And I want to see you in that fight. I want to see you in that fight. I want to see you in the streets. I want to see you in the streets. I want to see you in that fight, Tucson. I want to see you in that fight. I, I love you, Tucson. I love you, Tucson. Just one more thing, because my sister will kill me if I don't say this. We are starting a nonprofit, a community bail fund, to help people who are being persecuted by our cash bail system. It is a problem, and it's another way in which they trap and penalize the poor, and we are gonna do what we can to stop it. So please, 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 look up Tucson Second Chance Community Bail Fund, and if you have some money, 
donate to it because what you're doing is helping someone who is trapped in jail, not because they've been found guilty, but because they are poor and cannot afford to bail out. I love you too, son. We'll have to leave it there. You've been listening to remarks made on Sunday, August 13th at Tucson's March Against White Supremacy and Racism as a response to events at Charlottesville. That was Najima Rainey of Black Lives Matter and TucsonFreedom.com. Thank you for listening to 30 Minutes on 91.3 KXCI Tucson. I'm Amanda Shager.